0: that's information because I think a lot of times there's a fear around even bringing it up because what's he going to say if you bring it up and she explodes that's really important information for you it's not just this thing on the side and like it did it shouldn't just be confirmation bias of like oh see I should never bring it up right it's more like in this relationship
1: Hello and welcome to this joint episode. I'm so excited to be here today with Melanie Curtin of the Dear Men podcast. She's a sex and relationship coach for men. And And for me to be here with
0: Shana James, a dating and relationship coach for men and host of the Man Alive podcast. This is a very special joint podcast that we're both dropping at the same time, which is I
1: love it. So fun.
0: So today we're talking about um a topic I've been wanting to do for a while, but haven't exactly found the right in. So I'm thrilled to be addressing it today. And uh, part of what we're going to be talking about is the pattern of men feeling like they can never get it right, mm-hmm. and then women emasculating them. Mm-hmm. and perhaps the deeper reasons for that pattern, like why yeah. is it showing up? And why is it so common? I think it shows up a lot, very yeah. even you know, in real relationships also, represented in TV and film, it just feels like it's very, yeah. it's prevalent. So I
1: think a lot of men tend to feel left out when the description of, you know, the man, woman dynamics is more like, you know, men being the abusers and men being the aggressors. There are a lot of women who are intense and aggressive and, you know, verbally abusive or just, bitchy and mean and right. You and I both care about men and we would like to see less of this happening.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a really good point. And I also kind of want to own like, oh, I've totally done this. Like Mm -hmm. been there, been inside this, not necessarily in romantic relationships, but I kind of want to take ownership and yeah, explore the the underlying dynamics because I don't think that's always What's being discussed? I think a lot. Yeah, no,
1: that would be a great place to start. I think, and I can share my own moments too. Um, You know, if you're open to it, I'm curious what came to mind when you said, "I've I've done this with men."
0: Yeah, so I think that I have noticed that I'm really good at leading, and I'm Mm -hmm. good at organizing. I'm good at executing. I'm good at you know putting things together and and in some parlance we would say being in my masculine you know uh-huh. I'm really good at accomplishing and doing and and all of that stuff. Yeah. And and I really don't want to do that all the time. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So what I've noticed is I get resentful uh-huh. if I'm in a relationship and it doesn't even need to be a romantic relationship. I I've, mm. I've noticed that this comes up mostly with Guy friends, not so much with my women friends, um, but it can it can come up with my women friends too. But it's when I feel like the other person's not contributing, or I feel like I'm constantly the one that's sort of driving things forward,
1: like yeah, yeah, driving the bus eat? or making things happen. Yeah,
0: like what are we yeah. going to eat tonight, yeah. or where are we going to stay tomorrow night when we're yeah. on the road, or
1: you so know. then okay, then what happens for you? Because you, you know, you just said, right, you have that sense of, oh, I don't want to do it all the time. And a vulnerable response to that could be something like, oh, this isn't working for me, or I'm not happy, or I would really love you to step up, or but it sounds like something happens for you where it comes out more explosive or more intense.
0: Yeah, or more resentful. resentful. Like more resentful. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. I think I think what you said is really key because. I I think that a lot of times there's um, many of us weren't actually taught how to ask for what we need in in life. Right. So (laughs) we weren't really role modeled Mm -hmm. the vulnerable response Mm -hmm. or the vulnerable ask. And so what do I do? That's a good question. What is it that I do? Okay, fine. Well, I guess I'll book it.
1: Uh I'll do that. So I'll do it kind (laughs) of like cold, a little more cold.
0: Yeah. Or like, uh Passive aggressive, like uh-huh. I'm gonna take care of it, but I'm annoyed that I'm taking care <laughs> of it. Like, yes, like that's not which is not fair, that's not yeah. fair. Um, and I think that there's this thing that happens where it will sort of build up over a few hours. Uh-huh. Already, like, I'm sort of like, oh, I wonder if you know. When I get home, and I've noticed this has shown up with housemates as well. So when I've lived in community, it's not just like I said; it's not just romantic. Yes, right, the
1: closer you are to someone, the more likely it's to happen. The more yeah. there's someone's in your space, and
0: and so I remember, like it would be like, um, I wonder if when I get home, the recycling will have been taken out because uh-huh. when I left, it was full. Right, and I've lived in houses with many multiple adults, so yes. not just one or two roommates, and if I get home and it's not taken out, I like stomp around, right? Like, so, so the response is not like a mature, like, and in some cases it's sort of almost, well, what am I going to say? And who am I going to say it to Right. in a generalized way, but, and we can get into that because I think yeah. what we really want to focus on is the man, woman dynamic in yeah, a romantic relationship, but I'll, I'll stomp around. I'll still do the task. Yeah. I'll be pissed about it. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think the, I think you're speaking to this really amazing dynamic that I'm sure I could speak to my own stories about too, which is, okay, instead of like w- what I relate to in there is I often still, after 20 years of spiritual work and therapy and yoga and all this shit, I still feel scared to ask for what I want. I still feel scared that if somebody says no to me, I'm going to be so hurt and disappointed that I just won't even know what to do with myself or I'll be so embarrassed that I will, you know, I'll I'll be so emotional and then I'll seem high maintenance and I'll be seen in all these ways. So like right underlying that intense angry response is actually this very, very tender place.
0: I think that's really true. And I, I also think that the deepest level is, um, am I alone? Mm. And am I seen?
1: Am like, I seen. Do, you, do you
0: see me? Do yes. I matter? Do, you know, am I am I oh. alone? Like, do I have to, I have to do everything myself? Because it makes mm. me feel deeply alone when I'm oh, in the I I do everything idea. myself place. I just yeah. feel like, ugh, and like heavy and burdened and all of the, all of these things. Totally. Oh. And um, I also notice sort of like the flip side of that is sometimes. When I would come home and things would be done, like oh, somebody took out the trash, somebody did dishes, I have this like feeling of amazement, like like just like joy and and just like amazement because I yes. think my system is somehow I don't know like trained to think that it won't happen or right. trained to
1: think that you are alone and that it's
0: yeah not exactly so it subverts this expectation and so there's just this like.
1: Oh Like, like, Isn't that amazing though? How also what that speaks to is like how easy it is. And for, okay. I don't want to say this for some men who are in a dynamic where it's not easy, right? It's not always as easy as if you do one thing, suddenly she will be happy because sometimes she's stuck in that dynamic, but you know, it can be really easy. I remember on one episode saying like, if someone cleans my sink out for me, like I'll start to cry or I'll (laughs) feel so happy, you know? So, and I love just going back to what you said, like, am I seen and do I matter to someone? And I think if I will be so bold as to say, I think one of the dynamics that happens for women a lot is that women do not feel seen or heard or attuned to, especially in their hearts or from a, from a heartfelt place, more like it's more often more intellectual. And so then we can stay hardened and heady and strong and got it together, powerful, masculine, right. To, to kind of not have to feel the pain of not being seen or not being felt.
0: I think that's a really good point because when I imagine a couple and he's distracted, maybe he's on his phone a lot. He's not that present in his body. He's, um, like he's physically there, but he's yeah, not emotionally, but not really emotionally, really like attuning to her. Yep. Then I imagine that some kind of escalation will will occur, and it yep. might be her getting pissed about the dishes not being done, but it's yes. really not about the dishes. And yes. so, if I imagine being a man, it's pretty confusing because totally. it feels like it's about the dishes. It really mm-hmm. feels like it's about the dishes. And it's like, wh- why is this such a big deal? This doesn't, like the proportional. it's not a, proportional it response. a big of a deal. It shouldn't I've be. I've seen
1: my dad say that a oh, hundred times, at least like, oh, this is not such a big deal. Or like, I'll take out the garbage later. And I'm like, dad, it's not about the garbage, you know? <laughs> I don't know how to say it to you so that you can really understand that it's right. It's about feeling misunderstood and not feeling supported and not feeling met. And like, I feel the pain of the feminine in that place of, right. I am alone. I'm, I'm, and I'm even, I feel even more alone because I'm with someone. So, right. It's even more painful to be alone together.
0: Yeah. And I think I have, I think I, I don't know if I'm the only one who has this, probably not. But I think I have some kind of story around if I don't do it, it won't get done. Oh, yeah. No, you're not alone. I I think it affirms that sort of story. Like if I come home and some things aren't done, it's like it affirms that like if I do it, nothing will happen, which I think is a little bit, I think reveals the masculine confusion around, like, I don't understand why you expect me to be a mind reader. Like yes. why would you just ask me to do, yes. to do the thing that you're frustrated that I didn't do. Yep. And I think that's completely fair. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's interesting. Cause when, I, when I have experienced it, it's almost like I can ask you, but I'm already resentful. Like right. I'm also, now I'm, I'm already resentful. So, so when I ask, it's like, could you take out the trash, please? Yeah.
1: Right. Which is like, which is, it uh, is our work as women to yes. deal with our own resentment and ask before we get resentful. But right. If we're looking from the male perspective too, of, well, how the hell do I actually navigate this? Once my woman is pissed off and angry, then we have to start to look at, okay, you know, can, I think, can you go back to the understanding piece? Like, can you try to be curious and get her world about why she's so upset and let her vent or let her, and and it might seem like, oh, well, she's been venting for years, right? But can you actually let her speak to why is this so painful without being like, oh, well, what's the big deal? It's just garbage or it's just the the shed isn't cleaned out or whatever that is.
0: Yeah. I think that's a really good point because What I would imagine would work is if, if a man like put down his phone, Uh became really present and came over and was like, "I'm going. I'm going to take out the trash. I am going to do that." And like, how are you doing? What's going on? Yeah. And is like really there. Yeah. Because I think if you have built up enough trust in a dynamic, I know for me, if a man really came towards me, Mm -hmm. present with Mm -hmm. an open heart and was like babe, what's going on? Yeah. I would I would tell him. It's I would, hard to resist. Would, right. Yeah. But if it was like if it's if it's kind of met with the same energy that doesn't work.
1: Exactly. Right. If it's met with that same aggression or that same coldness or distance or whatever, it just escalates.
0: Or like it's not a big deal. What are you talking about? Like whatever. It's so dismissive. That's not, right. That's not gonna work. So no. um yeah I'm wondering have you in your Relationships, because you you've been in, I think you've been in more conscious relationships than I so far. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, have you? What have you noticed does work? Have you had a man approach you in that way, and has it? Yeah. Opened up the space.
1: Yeah, I mean, my current partner. I just feel incredibly grateful for him. He's so conscious and loving and attuned and deep. And um, you know, it's not to say we never have stuff. But I was just thinking about we had this conversation. We went away this weekend, actually, and I was like, you know, if we lived together and I had to cook, if I was the one to cook all the time, like I would be super resentful. And I, you know, it, I don't want to feel like the caretaker or the mommy. Um, I was like, but you know, if there were other things being done, then you know, I would feel better. Anyway, we had this whole conversation and bringing it up because he could hear that without being like, well, you know, fuck you or, well, that doesn't, that's not gonna work for me or here's what I need, right? It's like, can we let each other actually say all the things and the fears and the stories and the, you know, with without getting stuck on, well, then that's who you are, right? And you're not gonna change. And so, you know, now we're stuck in this dynamic. It's like, I think there is something when partners let each other, talk through their own stories and imaginings and fears. And then, and it's kind of more from this childlike place and then get to that part of, okay, well, how would our mature selves actually want to collaborate around this or be creative? I like that. I like that. How would our,
0: how would our mature selves do this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cause clearly we're not in them.
0: In this moment. <laughs> I also really appreciate that you, you kind of predicted the future there. And uh-huh. you, you, you were conscious enough and aware of your own patterns and able to sort of share them with him. Yeah. Because the way, which was you, scary. It, it is scary. Yeah. But the way that you just shared, it wasn't, I guess what I'm saying is you weren't already in a state of agitation. Right. You weren't, right. You weren't there yet. And so you yeah. were able to do it with more of an open heart. Cause I think that's my, I think that's my work. And I think it's a lot of the work of the feminine is like you said, figuring out how to share with an open heart. Cause I think yeah. once I'm in the resentful place, like my heart's pretty closed. I'm just yes. angry. Yeah. And I think the other thing that is important about that story is, um, the ability to, to teamwork it together. Like we'll yes. how about this how about on that? the same like team. Workshop? Yeah. Like a workshop type thing. And I, I think that one question, one question that works for me that I think could work for other men or women is how can I support you? Or how can I f- have you feel supported here?
1: Oh, I love that. I love that question. Because then
0: <laughs> it's Hearing like, that oh, as a woman. right. It's like, oh, you know, what would really have me feel supported is, is blank, but it sort of addresses the key emotional piece, which is, mm-hmm. I know I'm not feeling supported. I don't yeah. feel supported. I feel yeah. like. I've gotten home, nothing's been done.
1: Feeling alone, feeling, feeling
0: alone. I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I there's no plan for food. If we order food, it's going to take 40 minutes. I'm pissed yeah. about that. Like yeah. I you know, it's like by that point it's like what can I do to have you feel supported? And right. I think in some cases it might be I think we should talk about this moving forward. Like this Exactly. This, right. And, right. and Person to say that, I would love for the person to say that to be the man.
1: Uh, interesting. Yes. Like you I, want the man to say, like, hey, this seems to be an ongoing problem or this seems to be something that is really hard for you. So let's make a plan for the future so that this doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. And mm-hmm. like maybe it's, let's get you fed right now.
1: Yes, exactly. We'll <laughs> Feed <feature> her first.
0: Later. <laughs> right. But I want to come back to this because I want to make sure you feel supported yeah. and I want to make sure I feel oh, respected.
1: That feels so sweet. And respected, right. you said?
0: Yes. I want to make sure you feel supported and yeah. I want to make sure I feel respected. Uh-huh. Because I think if I imagine being the man, I don't feel respected. Right. And when, when she's being bitchy. Oh my God.
1: I, I, that's what I've really learned over the years. I think respect is the cornerstone of a relationship. If, if you're disrespecting your own partner... You know, I don't want to say, okay, you're you're a bad person, but if you're disrespecting your own partner, I would say there's something for you to look at. And you know, I often saw this in the family dynamic too, where I was just like, do you think that yelling and criticizing is actually going to help him step into doing the things you want done? Because you know, for the women listening, like it just it doesn't, it never does. It just has him go farther and farther into this more ghost-like defeated place that you're gonna get more pissed about
0: that's a really good point and I think that's the the I think that's the cycle that needs to be interrupted because Mm -hmm. if you grew up in that kind of home then it's what you learned about how you interact and so there's this yeah I guess that's the there's this automatic thing that happens right Mm -hmm. like it's it's Mm -hmm. just it's automatic it's unconscious and it takes a lot of effort. It takes energy to break a pattern like that. Mm -hmm. And I think that these, these conversations, like coming back to that situation, you know, saying like, let's get you fed right now. This is a critical need important. We got to take care of this. Like right now I'm making food. I'm going to make some food for us. Mm -hmm. And let's come back to this is the first step of breaking the cycle. Because a lot Mm -hmm. of times what I've noticed is that if it's not addressed, it's sort of like that moment passes. Totally. happens. Just
1: hope and pray that the next time it's not going to happen again.
0: Yeah. And of course it does.
1: <laughs> of course. Right. And, and really see too that anytime we have these patterns that are that seem automatic, they're not actually automatic, right? You said it takes a lot of time and effort or energy and effort or whatever to shift them but they can be shifted when someone's willing. That's another thing too is, you know, I have some men right now who are in relationships with women who have just I don't know, they've just closed up, dried up, gone away. They're not willing to actually look at the dynamic together and it just breaks my heart. And eventually as a man, I think you have to get to that place of if a woman's not willing to change or willing to respect or willing to collaborate with you, it's just going to be suffering and misery.
0: Yeah, which <clears throat> brings us a little bit back to my borderline personality disorder episode of mm. a few weeks ago. Yeah. So if you are a man and it feels like you're with someone who's pretty rigid and unchanging and um abusive, I would listen to that episode. Yeah. Yes. Um definitely. but I wanted to go back to what you said about the um like basically, there was a moment when you were like, "Oh, I can tell that if we live together and I'm the one cooking all the time, I'm going to get resentful." Uh-huh. <clears throat> I can, f- I can feel, I can feel that. Like, I, I yeah. know that that's going to happen. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you hadn't had that awareness, yeah, and you two lived together and you were cooking a lot and you started getting resentful. Um, I want to talk about leadership in the masculine and, mm-hmm. and polarity and reverse polarity. Because what I've noticed is that I think that in dynamics I've seen like this, I've never actually had a man say, like, hey, I'd like to talk about this. Mm. What wow. I've seen is that they they kind of just want it to go away. Like they yeah. want me to feel better. And then once I feel better, it's like, oh, relief like that. Oh,
1: thank God, it's over. Yeah. I don't have to deal and with that. I don't
0: really want to bring it up or address it, or like maybe they were scared to, I'm not sure, but it doesn't, I guess my point is it makes me feel a little bit alone as well of like, oh, I guess if we're going to actually resolve this kind of exchange that we have, I'm going to be the one to drive that conversation. And so I'm wondering. It can
1: feel exhausting and puts you back into your masculine in a way.
0: Exactly. And that's what I wanted to touch on is in terms of polarity and dynamics, I think that in our culture, you know, the word masculine comes with all this stupid bullshit attached to it. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of what I appreciate about that side of a dynamic is leading. And for me, leading is often about leading the difficult conversation, Mm. actually bringing up the thing we need to talk about, creating space For us to have a conversation, and I have had very few male partners have Mm -hmm. yeah, very few men who have actually um, been able to do that. And I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about like, do you have a theory as to why that is?
1: (laughs) That's a good question. I mean, right? Okay. So I'm thinking about men. One of the things is that the men are raised to suck it up get over it. Don't be a pussy. Don't have feelings. Don't, you know, don't, 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 don't. And so I think when you're not taught to sit in the midst of, wow, this is uncomfortable. It's okay for me to feel everything I'm feeling. It's okay for me to have desires and things that aren't happening here. It's okay for me to feel longing. It's okay for me to feel fear right? If all of that's conditioned out of you, then you're kind of just left with like curtain down. Let me just see if I can ignore and avoid this for as long as possible. And hopefully it'll go away because I've not been trained on how to actually even navigate it is that's my first thought.
0: I think that's really accurate. And I think especially I remember. Uh, one of my first boyfriends, we were pretty serious, and we were home at his place for the holidays or something. and this is such a funny story. I, I find this very <laughs> really amusing, but I would notice that I didn't know what the word "stonewalling"
1: meant,-huh,
0: which <clears throat> um, I've since learned, and I think I, uh, let me just tell this story, and then we'll get to stonewalling. Okay. so I'm at the dinner table. It's me, him, his mother, and his sister so mm-hmm. him and three women and uh oh, God. and we're eating dinner and his mom said he his mom or his sister said something and they sort of started to get into it and I also said something because I <clears throat> felt like one of them was not being fair or whatever yeah. whatever and I saw my boyfriend like literally like, put his head down like food. And I was like, Oh, this is what you do. This is a Uh thing that you do is you completely check out uh, of conflict and you, and that's your strategy. And I could see in that moment, I was like, Oh, this is how you grew up. This was, this was how you figured out to, to handle emotional conflict in your home. And, and you do it with us. Yes. He would do that not, he wouldn't physically put his head down. Right,
1: but, he wouldn't physically put his head down, but that's exactly what's happening emotionally.
0: Yeah, there was this like shuddering effect. I was just mm-hmm. like, he just like mm-hmm. went away. And
1: I was like, what? Where are you? Where
0: did you, what, <laughs> what happened? Did you do now? So, um. And I've since sort of learned that, you know, stonewalling is essentially just, you just don't say anything in conflict. Like you just.
1: Just go quiet. Yeah. You just go quiet. And it. Well, and I, and usually it's going quiet, but inside there's either a lot going on or conflicting things going on, feeling bad about oneself because I want something I shouldn't want it. I don't know, you know, or, um, or. They've even stonewalled from themselves, right? Because it was so uncomfortable at some point to feel that conflict or, you know, that tension that they think, I've I've been with yeah. partners who just have gone away and they can't even, you know, it takes some time to find themselves to come back.
0: And I think that in his case, and I think in the case of a lot of men, it's sort of like, What's the point? I mm-hmm. think when they were young, it was like it doesn't matter if I say something, I'm just talking right. to her,
1: and nothing And right? nothing got solved.
0: Nothing got solved. And so if I'm just talked over or, or if it just seems to make things worse, there's yes. no point in me saying something. It's yes. like thing that I think, again, it's like unconsciously ingrained and then it becomes a behavior yeah. that, that men will do in relationship. And it takes a lot of energy to kind of like get over that, to get over that hump and to trust like, oh, maybe this partner isn't going to be like that.
1: Right. Like Um, again, back to our mature selves, how would we as our mature selves have these conversations? And if, if I don't know how, which is another thing that men can tend to get, um, you know, hesitant around, if I don't know how to do it, I shouldn't do it because I need to be effective. So if I'm not going to be effective at this, why try it in the first place? So it's okay if you don't know how, right? It's okay if you don't know how to have difficult conversations. There's lots of support out there. You know, either one of us works with men having these conversations. There are many books to read, you know, so educate yourselves and, and learn. It's a skill. It's not something that you should know how to do. I think about that in sex too, where men are often hesitant to ask a woman, how do you like it? Or how would you want me to touch you? And like, somehow you should know every woman is so different. Every moment, I say this all the time, every moment is different in our cycles, in our moods, it changes how our bodies react, right? So you don't have to know, you more have to be willing. And again, like you said before, to be on the same team and collaborate. I'm
0: curious in your current relationship or in relationships you've had, what has been effective when you've been in a mood or you're sort of already at the point of like, okay, I'm annoyed, I'm irritated, I'm agitated, something's going on, I don't feel supported. Mm -hmm. What have you, do you have any memorable moments of it working? Like a man has actually.
1: Yeah. I mean, when I do my own work to name the irritation or the frustration or the resentment without attacking, without without speaking from it, that helps. Um, sometimes right when I have a partner and I do right now who's able to just handle tons of emotion and energy, you know, we can actually make some space like, oh, I just feel and I feel irritated. I just kind of need to stomp around for a moment or, you know, and sometimes I'll go outside and do it, or sometimes I'll go to another room or sometimes we'll do it together. But right. Anytime that I come from that place of um, resentment or irritation, it doesn't go well. And so on either side, whether it's, you know, any, any gender, right. On either side, I think the, the ability, I say this in my Ted talk, right. The ability to say what you're saying, you know, to wit, to witness, to, to, okay. First to check in with what am I feeling to notice it? And then to be able to communicate from that place of witnessing rather from that place of being completely blown out and overly emotional, you know, that is a huge change. And what I realized too, is that we're, we're talking to men who have really emotionally intense women. And so how do you stand up to a woman in that way, right? You've got to have, we we talked about this a little bit before we started, you've got to have some kind of spine while also having the open-hearted attunement or, you know, seeing her while also being like, thou shalt not pass. I am not okay with this dynamic anymore.
0: Yeah. I want you to feel respected and I want to feel, or I want you to feel supported and I want to feel respected <clears throat> because I think there's a... <clears throat> sacrificing thing that happens. If you're just sacrificing yourself to her emotional storm all the time, that's not a healthy dynamic. right? And I think what's important about what you just said is that there are two, um, there are two sides and on Mm -hmm. her side, it is important for her to be able to say, I'm annoyed. I'm irritated. I'm angry. I'm upset. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for him to be
1: able to meet that
0: and I think that without
1: what, no, without going down that shame spiral of now I'm wrong, I'm bad. I'm a horrible person, right? It's okay. If she gets irritated, we all get irritated.
0: Yeah. And I think that is the, I guess that's what I'm asking is I'm wondering if, um, like, have you ever been angry or annoyed or upset? And your man is like, something going on. What's yes. going on?
1: Yes. Like it's name it
0: every time, because that's sort of what I'm asking about is I would imagine that would feel especially good because then I'm going into the conversation already feeling yeah.
1: noticed yep. and feeling attuned to. Right. You and when that? he's not caught in that shame spiral of, oh shit, I'm wrong. You know, she's feeling something I'm wrong. When he can playfully come over to me and be like, I see that look in your eyes. And I know that when that look in your eyes is there, you're pissed about something. So why don't you tell me, you know, can you tell me what it is and let's, let's handle this together. Right. So again, I love that. That little <laughs> speech
0: made me so happy. I would love for someone to say that to me. That would make me really yeah. happy. That was good, Shayna. Mm.
1: Well, right. It's exactly what you said. You know, we we really love being seen, and I I always I often hesitate making it about gender because we're in such a gender expansive world and who knows but you know there is something about the feminine in man or woman male or female whatever but the the feminine aspect let's call it that really thrives on being seen and noticed and appreciated and
0: and this really does feel like one of those dynamics that i've witnessed in my friends that does for some reason really feel like it happens a lot where the woman is nagging or upset or irritated. And the man feels like he can never get it right. Yeah. It, it, for some reason does feel like there's something going on there. It's so yeah. common mm-hmm. and it's so, um, it just feels kind of draining to the dynamic. And yeah. I, since we're both, you know, sex and relationship coaches, I, I want to ask you about, you know, how do you think this affects a couple's sex
1: oh, life? Oh, this wow. Is, yeah. I would say it <laughs> kills, it kills a couple's sex life really, when I imagine a woman, you know, who it's interesting, right? Because you could play this out in the bedroom. And if a woman really wants to be dominant, you could play with, if you're open to surrendering, a man's open to surrendering, right? You could play with, hey, let's bring this energy (laughs) into the bedroom. But if it's happening unconsciously and she's feeling unheld, unseen, misunderstood, right? If her heart is withered in that way, her body is not likely to open to you.
0: No, and I think a big part of what you spoke to was the spine and a man finding his backbone and really being able to hold these conversations and um, hold the energy. And Mm -hmm. that requires development. That Mm -hmm. requires Mm -hmm. a more solid nervous system. It requires some practices to to feel like you're in your power. So I guess I just sort of want to, Name that it's more than just, you know, figuring this out and reading a book. Like it does yes. actually require physical practices because, Definitely. especially a woman's storm, is a lot of energy. <laughs> it's a lot of energy to manage, or not, manage isn't the right word, but yeah, hold be with wow, or be hold space to,
1: for hold yeah space
0: for all of that stuff. And I think it is important to reiterate that you know not every woman is going to be able to have that conversation it's, you know, again, back to the borderline episode, which they're trying to rename emotional regulation disorder. If you're with a woman who truly is is not able to have a conversation about why she's annoyed and not make you really wrong and, and basically be abusive, it's not going to matter how many times you have that conversation. I guess I just wanted to, you know, make sure that's in this conversation that it's not just about you leading. It's not just about you Creating space and holding space and all this stuff. If if your partner can't actually meet you, which I know for me, many of the clients in our program have come in and been with borderline women in the past. Nope. And in a certain at a certain point, the 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 move is to set the boundary of not being in that relationship anymore. Right. If yes. you've tried multiple times, you've tried all the things, you've tried it every different way, and it's still there's still abuse coming at you, then you need to leave that relationship. Right. It doesn't right. mean that it just goes away. It doesn't, it's not like you lead this conversation and therefore it works. It's right. you leave the conversation Agreed. and you see how it goes, mm-hmm. you leave the conversation and you see what the response is.
1: Right. Is she able to come a little bit closer to get a little bit more vulnerable every time you have a conversation like that? Or is there no headway being made?
0: Exactly. Because what you said of, uh, Oh, um, what did you say that he would say? Oh, babe, I can see that look in your eye. That's the, uh, that's the I'm pissed look. So let's, <laughs> let's hear what's going
1: on and deal
0: with this together.
1: Right. Which is a welcoming of so that storm. Like, yeah. Oh, I want to hear it. And one of the things I was thinking as you were talking before was for men to know, uh, the when you actually consciously allow the emotions to move through, they tend to move through. When you are not consciously meeting them or allowing for them, they just are like stuck and naggy and right. that's where it just gets like uh, and irritable. But if you can invite more of, all right, let's let it out. Let's, you know, tell me about what's going on for you. Again, if a woman is a healthy and in a a mature place in her life and emotional development, she tends to then be free on the other side of that.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good word, free, because what I imagine, like when I imagine that scenario that you described of him walking over and being like, hey, I see that storm brewing. I can see it in your eyes. I can see the little tornadoes (laughs) growing like this in your eyes. I already feel soothed. Like yes. there's a way that I already, like it's already taking my level of irritation down a notch. Uh
1: uh-huh. But you feel I, less alone. You feel more alone. connected exactly. with.
0: Exactly. And then yeah, I think. Cared for. Mm-hmm, rather than I'm, it, it's escalating.
1: Yeah. Right. It's escalating. Or like, I just imagine someone being like, what's what, what's that thing? What's got your goat or something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what's 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 wrong with you or what or or like you look like you're in a bad mood. It just yes. feels so dismissive as yes. opposed to caring.
0: And also it sort of feels like I don't actually care what's uh-huh. going on with you. I just want things to be
1: smooth for right. me. I just want to get I back to happy
0: for me. Yes, yes. exactly. Yes. Which is not the same thing as what we're talking about, which is sort mm-hmm. of like because I think that implies we're not really on the same team. We're right. two different people in the house doing our different things. I just want things
1: to be easy. Why aren't right. you easy right. I you easy? and trying to get, you know, and if you get your needs met, I, it takes away somehow from what I could have met as opposed to that clarity again, Of okay, how could we, how can we navigate this together? All right. You have a hard time when I get angry, but if I'm not allowed to get angry, I become bitchy. And so, right. Sometimes that is, let's go to a couple therapists. Let's each do our own work, um, you know, but do something as opposed to just settling is, is my hope and prayer, right? Don't just settle for that dynamic other. It's just like allowing yourself to get beat up daily.
0: Yeah. I think that's a good point. And I also think, um, be wary of just wanting it to be easy. Yes, And it, yes, because yes. I do think there's a lot of men who they wait for it to blow over. And then they, it's like, they're walking on eggshells. They're walking mm. on eggshells. They don't, they like, they're like, I don't want to you know, trip that tripwire again. So I'm not going to bring up the dynamic itself where I'm not going to oh. sort of lead anything here. I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of, I'm leaning back. You can't see me because you're listening to a podcast, but I'm just kind of going to lean back and sort of be a bit passive. Right.
1: And I just started and laughing because I, I just thought like, Oh, yeah. there's no makeup sex there, right? The thing about makeup sex is that often it is those those emotions and the intensity and the passion is expressed and allowed. And that allows for people to feel passionate when yeah. we're clamping down on it or just trying to avoid it or ignore it. That passion does not come through our bodies. Yeah. And
0: I think it's really interesting. You know, I've spoken to a few conscious couples and one thing I've noticed is that they're skilled at using their physical bodies to express. So mm-hmm. you know, one of my couple of friends he'll say, I think you need to growl. Let's growl. And she'll like, yes. right? Or um another one, they do pushing. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it'll be like irritated, I'm annoyed. And they'll be like, all right, let's do some pushing. And so they
1: uh-huh.
0: mostly she's pushing him. Yeah. Um I mean, he pushes her too, not in an abusive way, but yes. it's, it's, just, it's like physically getting it out. Yes. And I think that's really cool because it feels like an advanced practice, but it feels really hopeful and um, a different way of doing it that's not just like, like,
1: and we have to even. blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like the talking it out. Like, I think talking is great, don't get me wrong. And <laughs> it feels like where we're headed, sort of third stage relationships, there's a lot more possible, there's a lot more yeah. ways of expressing what's going on. And I remember one of my close friends saying once, she said, almost all of our fights just come down to, I'm not feeling safe. Uh
1: (laughs) Not feeling safe. I'm not feeling understood or loved or cared for.
0: And and so it's really just our bodies, like our physical body nervous systems need to come back into connection. And I need to know like, he's there.
1: Yes. And
0: be like, oh, he's there.
1: feel physically connected.
0: Yeah. And that's Mm -hmm. not always done through words. Sometimes it's done like, I would imagine with the pushing, it's like, oh, he's here, he's here, he's got, he's on me, he's physically with me, he's present, he's with me. And it's sort of like, okay,
1: the sort of like, our nervous systems actually settle and then we get to feel safe. And then that reaction, that young, young place that's, you know, pissy, bitchy, explosive, resentful, whatever, right, gets to have some, oof, okay, I can feel settled.
0: Exactly. I think that's probably a good place to, Wrap up. Wrap.
1: I think so too.
0: Um, Any sort of last advice that you would have for, for a man who does feel like this is a common pattern in his relationship?
1: Yeah. The thing I was just thinking is that in a time when this is not happening to actually have more of a meta or a contextual conversation around, Hey, I'm noticing some dynamics in our relationship. And here's, here's what I would like to shift. You know, here I, and it could be things too, where you notice it seems like, I'm trying to think of how to say this in a way, not like it seems like you're frustrated a lot, but I get a sense, right? Or or it seems like you are upset and I don't want you to be upset, you know, not because of I need it to be easy, but because that looks really hard for you over there and I care about you and I also care about me and I'm realizing that, you know, it's important for me to feel respected. And when you, you know, shame me or attack me or whatever, I don't feel respected. So I want I want to collaborate on this. I want to be on the same team and have these conversations and figure out how do we treat each other really well? And how do we love each other well? And how do we both get to feel mm-hmm. supported and accepted? So mm-hmm. I would say right outside of a moment of fire where you're, you're, <laughs> you need to put out the fire, have these more overarching conversations about how you're treating each other and how you're navigating a relationship
0: absolutely and then track the response to that yeah if the response to that is way out of control and escalates really fast and mm-hmm. you feel attacked again that's important information yes if the response to that is you know you're right I'm sorry I just I get really overwhelmed and whatever if she starts opening up and it feel you feel
1: met mm-hmm. partnership you feel connected you
0: feel connection. Mm-hmm. That's information because I think a lot of times there's a fear around even bringing it up because what's he going to say? If you bring it up and she explodes, that's really important information for you. It's not just this thing on the side. And like it did, it shouldn't just be confirmation bias of like, oh, see, I should never bring it up. Right. It's more like, In this relationship. (laughs) It should be more like that.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Any last thoughts you have?
0: Honestly, my thought is, get support Mm -hmm. outside of the relationship. Make sure that you have support, a men's group, a coaching program, a therapist, um, some kind of other support in your life. Because I think that one of the things that worsens this dynamic is if you feel completely emotionally dependent upon this person, right. it loses the stakes and it makes it feel like I really don't want to have that conversation because what if she does get mad again? I don't want to be in the doghouse again. This is my only, this my is only, my only source. Connection. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, that makes it a lot more dangerous of a place to be. And I have a, a client who just graduated our program who said something like that of, he was like, I was only really able to leave her once I had other connection in my life yeah more other support because before then it was like I'm not going anywhere
1: anything else going on I want to be out by myself yeah yes awesome thank you so much for having this conversation that was fun yeah this is great
0: oh I guess we should do the um you know if you
1: want to listen to Shana's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Tell them where to find more of us. Yeah. All right. Well, that. yes. Listen to, you can go to Apple Podcasts and look for the Dear Men podcast or the Man Alive podcast. My website is Shana James And what's your website? Melanie com or awesome.
0: Please Her in Bed.com.
1: Please Her in Bed. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, Melanie.